Yes, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Football Talk. I am your host for today's episode, Simba, joined by the gang today, Tawanda and Hilary. How are you guys doing? Hope you had a, you've had a great weekend and a great start to the week. Uh, great start to the week, yeah. It was all right. Yeah, schoolwork and that got me like really busy, but yeah, our premise has kept me happy. Yeah, I've been all right, man. Been all right start to the season. Pretty entertaining. Just enjoying having English football back, I guess. No, I hear that. I hear that, man. Yeah, the last weekend really served served up a lot, man. And yeah, I don't even know where to begin. Should we begin in North London where there was the new sheriff is back in town? Tawanda probably wants to get into that. Or Dude. <laughs> or should we go to the the Premier League champions from game week one, Manchester United, as they drew against Southampton? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you feel like there's, there's stuff that you want to talk about? I'll I'll let you go ahead on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. I'm I'm just saying how it is. But with the Chelsea game, since that was the the big game of the weekend, Chelsea two, Arsenal no. Lukaku scores uh, on his second debut. Reese James with the goal as well. Comfortable win for Chelsea. What did you make of that game, Tawanda? Since, of course, in recent games, Arsenal have been Chelsea's kryptonite and have really struggled against them. So, what did you make of the game, and how did you how did you assess it overall? It was a um, it was a good game if you're a Chelsea fan. But like, as much as Chelsea then did dominate, like literally the next seventy five, the following seventy five minutes, I think Arsenal's like first fifteen minutes were really good. The fans were behind them. They looked like they were going to be a threat. But as soon as the game settled, yeah, it was clear that you could you you could easily tell, you know, like which team is stronger. Um you can still tell like on the Chelsea side that things are still coming together. Um I remember uh someone on Twitter was I think I found this a little bit harsh but kind of accurate so that like even Lukaku was kind of wasteful with some of his chances like preferring to dribble instead of pass or shoot even in certain instances but I think that would be like very harsh com- uh, considering that that was like his first game compared to other players on the Arsenal side obviously a, a lot of things need to be worked out but despite that I think a standout player was Smith Rowe he played really well like despite the loss and everything Smith Rowe was like the biggest uh, baller, yeah. you know like he was playing really well but yeah that's my take I hear that I hear that like yeah I even saw some of the criticisms of Kako of he was saying that he was a bit wasteful I don't understand it really because I think apart from the header well, the two headers other went over the crossbar, then the other one was from a top save from Lena. It didn't really seem wasteful, I guess. Maybe a delayed pass or whatever. I don't know. I thought that was a bit harsh. But yeah, I see where you're coming from. And yeah, that's a good, very good analysis. Tino, what are you saying, Bill? How did you assess the game and um, how did you see it overall? 
I think it, it was. Uh, I think Chelsea were a lot more merciful than I anticipated. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, agree. I think. I don't know whether it was intentional. It's just like one of those things that happens when you're so sure of victory that you're not going to push on to humiliate your opponents. So it was a good game. And it played out to a certain extent how I expected it to. Um, I was just surprised with um, how quickly Lukaku had sort of assimilated into what the game plan was going to be. Seemed like a simple enough game plan because, like for example, this the goal that Lukaku did score. Some people say that, well, I think it was Thomas Tuchel, like afterwards, um, his, pre- his post-match press conference or interview, whichever one. He's like, he didn't give Rom any instructions. He just said he wanted to see him play with the team and how he fits in. But then, if you see like that goal that Lukaku scored, they were trying to score that exact goal for like 15 minutes, the exact same move, that same pattern where Rom drops off. Lays it off, they switch it, and then low cross, and then he scores. So they had been trying that move. So that's definitely premeditated. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how Rom plays with Virgil because he's not going to be able to sort of play the the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also going to be interesting to see who who he puts next to Virgil. I mean, next to Rom. Uh, So it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, I'm also quite curious to see how who is gonna play. Like a part of me feels like I don't know, as much as I've turned probably all the Chelsea fans know that on the on the timeline to say the least, that I'm not the biggest fan of Werner, but I think in a game like this, I'll probably lean towards him because of the pace and his ability to get in behind. I think that's the way to to break Liverpool down. I mean, we saw that I was we even watching the game against Liverpool versus Burnley, which we'll get into a bit in a short time. But I remember telling Tawan that like Burnley are playing, I think they played two long balls or three long balls in the last like 10 minutes and they're able to get through. So one of those ones where, yeah, I would probably lean towards Werner to, for the Lukaku, for the knock-ons, for the knockdowns, and then Werner to run on to them. So I don't know, it's going to be an interesting game. Like what Tino said, Van Dijk and Lukaku, man, OP versus OP. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. As for Arsenal, yeah, I, uh, they're going to get packed again next week if we're keeping 100. Um, yeah, and funny enough, just just a little side note, if they actually don't score next week against City, their goal of the month is going to be from a training session. So it's mad down there, man. It's mad. But as tough as it. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's really tough in those ends. But anyway, <laughs> we we move, but we move on. And yeah, Saints versus Man United. Tina takes away, bro. It's it's your the time to shine. <laughs> this man is evil. What do you want to know? <laughs> no, we just don't know how you guys performed, um, how your title charge is going. So yeah, man. The floor is yours. I bro. feel like it's only like Gaz who's been anointing United as title challengers. And if you look at the group chat, I've been rebutting that every single time. But Gaz remains convinced that United are going to pull off the title charge. I think we'll be we'll be good for third or fourth. Um, but it was a it was a decent game for Southampton. Definitely, they were they were really into it. And I think the thing with United is that. 
the defense is, is good and the attack is good, but the midfield is quite dead. Um, there's so so much that I feel went on in this game. And I'm going to ask you guys later on what you think about like each midfielder's performance because there's been different reactions. But like my whole thing was like the left-hand side was really dead. And I know people love like Pogba and um, Luke Shaw, especially Harry Maguire down that left-hand side. So that triangle. Um, and I can't recall who was Ross was in there. It would have been Matic playing deeper and Pogba on the left wing. But my whole thing was that Pogba was our best player on the pitch, right? But as a side, like as a flank, that whole flank was not cohesive. And you could see it how we kept going down the left and players breaking down. And Luke Shaw was pretty bad. Some people have been really not talking about his performance. Harry Maguire obviously mm-hmm. saw like in the 76th minute, he almost gave away a goal, that chance that that Oak missed. So I don't know, that was a big letdown for me. Obviously, people have their grabs with Fred. I think Fred played all right in the first half, and it's only in the second half where he got like really bad. Um, one Bissaka is just terrible. It's just so much because, for example, you know, when we sign Sancho, people are like, Sancho's going to solve our problems down the right hand side. But it's, I just like seeing that Sancho's not enough. We need to replace one Bissaka because yeah. on his own, Sancho can only do so much. You can see, like, Dickie, yeah, exactly, Dickie. I sent you that clip to watch before this because, like, you can see that it's difficult for Sancho to play on his own. Because he thrives off those sort of like one, two layoffs, and then he can attack defenders with momentum. Exactly. Instead of from a standstill start. When you don't have that support and just sort of always dribbling from like a standstill, it's a bit repetitive and predictable. And that's like why he wasn't that effective. And it's just like, if you want someone like Sancho to succeed, you have to surround him with players like Bruno, Rashi, Luke Shaw, um, Donny van de Beek. One matter players that are going to know when to support, when to charge forward, and I think that's the problem that we have down the right hand side is that Juan Bissaka is just he's just a mess going forward. He doesn't have any positional awareness. He doesn't know how to anticipate when to go forward. He's not technically good at all. He's just, I guess, pretty good defensively. So something has to something has to get um, down that right hand side. Apparently, yeah, as a winger, apparently as a winger back in the day, who. <laughs> yeah, he should be. I think he should be grateful that, that whoever, more grateful for with whoever, you know, changed into a wing back because I don't think he'd be playing in the championship as a right wing. <laughs> um, yeah, but <laughs> no, that's true. But I'm actually hear you. I, I hear you a lot. Before I go to Basley, I think you actually made some good points there. Let me just ask you this. So, yeah, with Ambasak not being too good in the attacking phase, so would you then opt for Dallow, who's a lot more attacking? I'm not sure about his defensive side because I think he was a winger or he can play as a winger. So would you opt for, for Dallow in certain games to uh, compared to Ambasaka? I love Diogo Dallow and I don't understand Oli because when certain players have bad games, right, like Scott McTominay, David De Gea, Anthony Martial, those kind of players, he keeps playing them. He keeps giving them, you know, he keeps like having faith in them. But when other players like Donny van der Beek, for example, Henderson, Dalot, especially, when they have good games, 
they can't retain their place in the squad. So he clearly plays favorites. But back to the question that you asked me, Joe is I think he's a really fantastic player going forward and and he's he's all right going um defending. I think that his potential is that he could be just below Trent's output in terms of not like set pieces or like playmaking, like through balls and stuff, but definitely in terms of like ball placement with crossing, timing when to overlap and when to hit like those earlier crosses. He's definitely a lot better than most fullbacks taking them on one-on-one with dribbling. He's definitely one of the best in the Premier League at that. And I think he actually is a better defender than Trent, for example. Which is not really saying much, but it just sort of gives you an overall picture of his profile. I think the problem with Dallo is that, similarly to why you know this guy Oli was a bit hesitant with people like Lukaku, is that when you look at some of these players, Ashley Young and De Herrera, Fellaini. Okay, Fellaini wasn't that good, neither was Ashley Young. But like a lot of these players, when you look at them, they they sort of are the legacy of Jose Mourinho. And Oli has a hard time attaching himself to those kinds of players. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just my theory. But I think Dallo is a good replacement. Trippier would have been okay, but then 40 more is a bit much. That's sort of let's go on to. But I think Dallo is a feasible option and he needs to be given a run. Yeah, I definitely agree. If I'm, if I'm Ole, I'll definitely give Dallo a run. Because, I mean, like what you said, bro, I... Sancho, you've seen it from Dortmund. He's played with Hakimi, he's played with Munir, and all these guys, as you said, bro, it's quick one, two, give and go. And they play like that. Even the video that you sent me it were with Bellingham, with Sancho holding the poster, then Bellingham running into the space. I mean, those are the small details that actually determine whether a player is going to work within a certain system and stuff like that. So I definitely agree with all that you're saying, man. And yeah, I don't know whether Ali's going to play him. Let's be honest. If Donny can't even get minutes, then who's, who's to say Dallas going to get minutes? So That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, if Donny if is failing to get minutes after testing a whole pivot with him, like the whole preseason, and he's still on the bench come game time, it's, yeah, ah, he's a problem, this guy. It's mad, Ben. Do you guys think Donny wears a watch on the bench? Like, he doesn't even... It's mad. It's really mad. <laughs> Man, <laughs> probably has chains on as well, man. <laughs> chains. Yeah, that four PF item. <laughs> yeah, because maybe that would that would explain why he's never off the off the bench, bro. He's just straight chilling. And those Timberland boots with the croissant, man. I free my. <laughs> yeah, them shikari kicks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that, that took that went sour real quick. And say Shakari kicks. I'm done, no one. Uh, yeah, but what do you guys think about that that United midfield? What what do you think about how how Ali's playing Pogba left wing, then either McTominay and Fred or Matic and Fred? And do you what do you think the solution would be? I think I like the Pogba left wing thing. I saw it last season and I thought it's a good it's a good um um tactic because it means Pogba doesn't have to defend as much. And you get him high up the pitch where he, you know he's going to deliver the goods. So in that aspect, I think it's good. Also, the fact that he always, he's always going to come inside within the central areas and create for players like Bruno because, yeah, you do need... Bruno does need a feeder. 
there's he's not a feeder himself. So he does need someone to feed um, from. So I think it's a good um, role for Pogba. In terms of the midfield, as I, I think I've always stressed that yeah, Man United's midfield doesn't strike any fear in me, to be fair. I think when you look at Mate, I'm not Mate, sorry, Fred McTominay, like as as much as people or the, the Man United fan base say, yeah, they work together, they work good together. For me, they're just not the great, <clears throat> they're not a good uh, midfield pivot together. I think Fred is more of like um, how can I say? Um, he's a destroyer. He breaks play and he gives the ball to to the attacking players. That's his job. But then when you're now trying to force him as a as a defensive midfielder, it doesn't work. It's like similar to like a Kante when Lampard was at Chelsea when you're trying to play someone who's who excels when winning the ball high up the pitch, and now you're trying to restrict them by playing as a deep um, defensive midfielder. It doesn't really work like that. So, yeah, man, I think United's midfield does, it leaves a lot to be decided. I rate Matic a lot, but then it now comes to a thing of age because he is getting a bit older. He, he's getting a lot slower, so there's that aspect. If, I'm, if you can't get a midfielder, then surely Donny has to play. I don't know who would play. That's as well. Yeah, bro. Like, Donny has to play because Donny, like Tino said earlier, Donny is that type of player. Like, he moves the ball quickly and he's he's a very good player when it comes to playing in between the lines and he can find space very, very well. So, I would definitely play Donny every week. I don't know who I'll play him next to because Tino will know much more about Man United than me. But Donny would have to be in that midfield and then you can put Pogba on the left, yeah, Bruno centrally, and then yeah, the attacking can pick itself. But I don't know who I'll play him next to. That's just my my worrying concern about Man United. What about you, Buds? What do you think? Honestly, yeah, mostly what Diki said, like especially with the fact that United midfield doesn't like strike fear. I I feel that it doesn't only because of like the lineup that Ole puts out. I think if it was if it had that one balance of one of a pivot where there's one strongly defensively minded simple passes next to a creative force, I think that pivot would cause problems. But yeah, it's like either two similar players or two of the exact same player. And instead of having double, the effect is probably like having half. And yeah, it affects the team. It gives, you know, like so much pressure on people like Bruno and Pogba. Like, like we said before, like Pogba's now playing left wing, you know, just for that source of like creativity. I think, yeah, it's putting defensive pressure on the two midfielders that sit and it's putting so much pressure on people like Bruno. In fact, anyone going forward, like from Bruno, Going across and then going forward is having so much pressure because of that setup. Yeah, I just, I feel like Oli, I don't know, man. Because this guy, he he claims to love this club and he claims to know what he's doing. But he doesn't learn, really. And it's okay. I don't mind you playing a midfield of like Tomine, Fred. That's a pretty defensive midfield. Whether it's a three or, or or a double pivot, like that's pretty defensive. I don't mind if you're playing that against Liverpool, Chelsea, and a City. But if we're playing teams like Southampton, teams 
that are not in contention for any European football. And we play and we played by two sort of like non-attacking midfielders. That's like one of the most disappointing feelings every match day with United. It's like you can tell there's no ambition. There's like no, it's sort of like reactive. It's not very proactive. And there's not much difference between Ali and Jose on that front. And that's like the saddest thing is that there's actually fans who believe that there's a difference, a tangible difference between the two. And that's just the saddest thing. Yeah, word, man. It's going to be interesting to see how the season does pan out, especially if you don't end up getting the the midfielder that you guys need. I think that's one position that, yeah, you guys definitely need to strengthen in. So I don't know, man. We need to see what goes on in that, that area, man. But... Moving on to the other side of Manchester, where they actually won. So, <laughs> the blue side of Manchester. Manchester City 5, Norwich no. Um, business as usual for City, man. Grealish getting his first goal. Everyone already knows on this pod that, yeah, there's a Grealish stand. So, um, <laughs> we're going to be shameless no. even though... We're going to be shameless even though it was scrappy. We're going to be shameless. So... Yeah, but uh, it was a good performance from from City. Um, definitely a good bounce back from their defeat against Spurs. I watched um, the game, I think the first 60, 65 minutes. And yeah, they were, they were really good. Um, Norwich, yeah, man, they've had two tough games, not going to lie, Liverpool and Man City. So yeah, it's quite, it's quite tricky for them right now. I think they will probably be looking to get their first points against Arsenal. So yeah, they're probably licking their lips. But yeah, um, City, yeah, they're back on track. Did, did any of you guys catch that game? Uh, some interesting uh, team selections as well. Jesus was playing down the right-hand side and he had, he had a great game. He had a great game. So Yeah, that, that's apparently what I, that, that's what I heard as well. Like, I didn't manage to catch the game, but I heard that, yeah, uh, Jesus was playing really, really well. Um, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the great game. So, yeah, man, Man City doing their thing. So, and I think Kane, I don't know, man, Kane might be might be looking there and thinking, yeah, man, these guys are going five without me. If I'm going there, then yeah, I'm gonna be step padding as well. So, crazy, it's crazy. You see, like bringing bringing back the other result, like of even how City of our City thing lost to Spurs without Kane. Like, I'm thinking right now, like, was it, is it just because it's just Norwich? Or is it just that thing that, like, whenever Pip loses a game, whoever's next always just loses, like, five ball minimum? Yeah, that's, it's the, it's the latter, bro. It's always the latter. <laughs> you already know, fam, like, if, if City lose a big game, I think, remember, the United game last season when they lost, what was it, 3-2? Or... Mm. The next game, they went and panned someone 5-0 or 6-0. I remember that. I was like, yeah, nah, these guys, they really come for vengeance, man. And again, this weekend is peak, bro. Like, these guys are unveiling statues for for company and David Silva. And you know men are going to be on fire because, like, yeah, we can't lose after doing all of this. So, man... Uh, they're definitely gonna. They're gonna. They're definitely gonna be up for it, man. They always do that. that. It's Man City. It's in their DNA. It's one of those ones. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're Means. gonna see. Arsenal might just decide to say, ah, uh, let's 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 rain on the pot. 
Guys, it's Norwich. It's it was Norwich. That's that's my thing as well. I'm just saying it was just Norwich. But like also, if you see the goals, yeah, like it was just sloppy defending. This is like schoolboy defending. This is like charisma defending, man. <laughs> no names, but you know who I'm talking about, guys. Color blinds. We're color blinds. Ah, ah, uns, uns, uns. Please listen. No, <laughs> no, like every single city goal against Norwich, the defenders failed to like make contact with the ball in the box. That is just sloppy, man. That's not Premier League standard. Um, but about Gabby Jesus, man, this guy, just like I feel very vindicated because people always like really not abusing, but like talk about this guy quite negatively because they expect him to play a way that he doesn't. He's not your Aguero Kane type striker. Mm. He's he's a very like fluid striker, you know. Just outside the box, great, great making movement, open More space for others. I wouldn't say a fox, but like he's just like a complete forward sort, but not really a goal scorer primarily. He's just like so a, great at like this guy had like for me now. Like I was about to say, like, is it a Brazilian thing? <laughs> sort of. I I can understand. All I can say is I can understand why for a long time he was starting over Firmino for Brazil. Because he's got a lot of quality, he creates so many chances. I think most of this, all the city goes out from open play, not from set pieces. They had something to do with Gabriel Jesus. You can see his passing, his movement, everything. Even the own goal that was like his cross that got that into the own goal. He's he's a fantastic player. He's just not what people think that he is. I think. Yeah, I actually like Jesus, man. Remember that time in City? What is it when they had or the supposed ban? That is facing, and I was like, man, if they do get it, we should go club for Jesus, man. We'll talk. He's a he's a good player. I really do like him. I think Tino's right. He gets a necessary hate, but um, he yeah, is. I think it's just one of those things where people actually forgot, like you know, like because I mean, Aguero's good, guys. So I think it's just one of those things where, yeah, Aguero made him look bad. Yeah, <laughs> I think also Pep was figuring out what type of player Jesus is, and I think. Now there's there's no question about it, so that'll make it easier. But I don't know, what do you guys think about that that meme that's going around about like City offering five thousand free free seats for what? their home games? <laughs> there's like on Ticketmaster, there's like like five thousand free seats for City home games or something like that. Wow, I and don't even know. Right now, that, yeah, right now if you take your phone and you Google empty seats. On Google Maps. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That much I heard of. Empty seats. Yeah, you guys. Etihad Stadium. Yeah. Etihad Stadium, Ashton New Road, Manchester. So go into your Google Maps and type in empty seats. You get Etihad Stadium. Nah, I thought that was a joke, but I'm actually gonna check that out now. No, like I literally just did it right now on my phone, so it's, it's kind of fun. Now you guys are violating, man. Oh my days! It actually does show it. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was trolling. <laughs> this is actually it's true, a shame. Man. It's a shame because these oaks, they have like the best, or oh, one of my favorite chants. It's that one where they go, come on, say, come on, say, come on. It's just a shame that it's only a handful of oaks in the stadium sitting there. <laughs> like three ends. Yeah, and half of them are oasis. So it's like, no Gallagher and Liam Gallagher. 
Oh my days. At least, they, at least they have more songs than Liverpool. And we're right about getting into them as well. <laughs> Man, ah, ah, empty seats. Now that's a good one. It's a good. One. Ah, it's, it really is a good one, dude. Bro, I mean, you see, I say, then the gift of knowledge. Yep. Knowledge is so. Ah, I'm actually dead, man. <laughs> that is funny. But, um, what do you guys yeah. think of the Leicester game? Actually, yeah, that was that's a good game. I I like watching that game. Antonio, man, shout out to Antonio scored two one sick goal, man. That uh, reminds me of Benzema's goal, which he scored recently. I actually feel it out. But now that was a good game, man. Leicester, yeah, Leicester got went down to ten men. I don't know what do you guys think about the red card. I was like, I was, I was really about to ask that as well. Like, was that a read for you guys? I don't know, man. Alonso lost. Alonso lost. I don't know, man. For me, when I looked at it in real time, of course, it looks way worse when you look at it for the first time. But then, when you actually looked at the cameras, I thought maybe, I don't know. It was, I think, it was like a fifty-fifty because I think the follow-through was a bit. Yeah, I was trying to get the ball, but then he missed the guy. But at the same time. Yeah, it's one of those ones where, yeah. Yeah, like like you said, when you have a replay and it clearly shows you stepping on someone, you know that it's not it's not a good look. It's not a good look. So mm, I don't know, man. I think was it a straight red or he had gotten a yellow before? I do not recall, but I know within within five seconds they within five seconds they kicked the ball out. Mm, interesting. That, was, that could have been career straight. ending, eh? That could have ended good. his career. Yeah, because dude, like the way is ah, it, like I know, I know you said um thing that like the replay will always make stuff look bad, but dude, the way you just stepped on man, that did not look good. Can we just walk through all 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 of the West Ham goals because they were all quite interesting. The first like one, the first one was Pablo Fernandes on the counter attack. Pablo Fernandes with that very difficult first time shot. Oh yeah. Yeah, the yeah, first time shot. Is he left-footed? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's left-footed. For now, that, was, that, was an, that was still an amazing shot. Yeah, I'm sure was... you guys you guys have played football at a higher level than I. You guys probably know how difficult it is to take something like that with at that angle, at that speed, and put it in the corner. I was in, in stride. Yeah, exactly you're, probably, in stride. you're probably asking the attacker. Yeah, Tawn is not an attacker, so... Yeah, no, Toronto doesn't have senior goals. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You you know, it's got okay. ten pot goals, man. Ten pot goals. <laughs> what? Under under sixteen and that. Under sixteen ah. and that. In preseason, Toronto and I have this. We have the same number of first team goals. That's impressive, man. Null and void, fan. You know what I mean? You man, <laughs> you man, you man are disrespectful. Okay, but like, okay, what about the second goal? That's like a, that's like a coach's nightmare, isn't it? What was the second goal? The one where was it when Suchik made that mistake? Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, so you, so you, when he, oh, he made two mistakes. The first mistake, the first mistake was that he tried to bring it down on his weak foot. He tried to bring it down on his weak foot. <laughs> that didn't work. Then he just oh, he pushed Michael in the world of trouble. Yeah, that so one, what's exactly. what's what's your life thinking if you're Johnny Evans? Or whoever is the other centre back, like surely you're saying in your head, 
clear, clear, clear. Yeah, clear, dude, clear. it's like one of those, like, mate, what are you doing? Because, <laughs> like, I kind of, I kind of understand. I kind of understand, though, because it's like, let's say you're Johnny Evans. No, 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 it was a Marte. It was a Marte on the other side. Because it's like, he had space. He was by himself, right? So you're like, okay. Tons of space, tons of space. Exactly. So, like, you're like, okay, he can bring it down. But my thing is, if you had a shaky first touch, why are you not kicking the ball out of play? Look how close he was to, like, the line. You know, like, how close he was to the touchline. You could have booted that out and no one would have said anything. But as unbalanced as he was, like, think about it like this. If he played, like, a balanced pass, that ball was going to the keeper. Uh, Fabianski was clearing that out. But he was not balanced. His pass was straight. And, you know, like, strikers are always waiting for that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think it was, like like you said, it was one mistake after another. And Amate must just have been seeing that and been like, oh, my days. This you know, is like, so good. Because, like, you know, that, that thing, like, when you're building up. Sorry, like, let me just say one more thing. Like, when you're building up and then you spread out. <laughs> so now you spread out and you're like, ah. Yeah. This is just one of the most fundamentally flawed sequences I've seen in the Premier League in a long time. Fact. It kind of reminds me of that David Luiz goal that when he gave the ball away. I can't remember what team it was against, but it mm-hmm. reminds me of that David Luiz one. What do you think is worse? This one or Unai Simon's goal, goal that he conceded at the Euros? Yeah, this one. No, no, no. I think this one. This for, me, one. for me, this one is worse, man. This because worse. I think with the Unai Simmons one, I don't know who gave the pass to him, but um, the boy had too much pace on that. It was a Pedri. The boy had too much pace. You didn't have to put so much pace on the ball. Of course, uh, um, Simmons' lack of concentration. And it was bouncing as well, eh? It was bouncing. Yeah, it was exactly. bouncing. It was bouncing. Of course, yes, Simmons' lack of concentration, fair enough. But then, bro, if I'm a midfielder, the last thing, you, or any player outfield, the last thing you want to do is give the ball to your keeper. And giving the the ball to the keeper that much pace, huh? what do you expect him to do? If it bounces like that, there's only so much you can do. Seanchu had so many options. He could have literally just hit the ball down the ground or just kicked it out for a throw. And it was just simple. I know Leicester probably don't want to do that because they decide they want to keep the ball. But um, rather do that than put your keeper, um, throw your keeper under the bus and then make a mistake like that. Because Leicester was still in the game before that. I think they had, the score was, what, 2-1 two, two at that time. So mm. there, there you go. You're still in the game. There was literally no need for that. So now nah, Sion just takes it for me, man. He takes it. He had a stinker, man. I don't even lie. Proper stinker. And then there's our boy, Antonio, who's just become West Ham's highest scoring player in the Premier League. That's crazy, isn't it? That's mm. crazy, bro. Shout out. I just, lo- I just love watching him play because he makes football look so easy. And he also uh-huh. makes it look like it's so much fun. I don't think there are many players. There's okay. I don't think there's anyone else in the Prem who not only makes football look fun, but is also so good at it. Like you don't really get that rare like combination. Maybe since like Hazard left, no one is really enjoying and playing all at that level. No, in fact, no, uh, agreed, agreed, bro. Like, Even yeah. I just saw that third goal, dude. You. <laughs> Which one? Is that the one? The one that, 
Oh, that was that was that was class, man. That, that was, that was beautiful. Both both of his goals were amazing. That that's what I was saying. Even the fourth goal, like if, you can say that it looked a bit scrappy and stuff, but like nah, that's that's a class of a good striker. I mean, that's a, think, that's that shows like how classy a striker is. Because remember when we started high school, which sounds like a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy, he was he was a right wing. Yeah, he was, he was a right wing in the defensive position. And now he's West Ham's leading scorer in the Premier. That's yeah, that's Antonio Valencia. And didn't he just come back from like a serious injury a few years back? He was. He and I remember watching this this documentary of his on YouTube, and like he was going through it, bro. So like I'm just quite happy for him, man. He's always yeah. smiling. I feel like him and Jesse long term that would have been really great for West Ham. And, like, and both players, especially. Yeah. Ah, he's a, he's a good player, man. He must be a nightmare for defenders, man. Yeah, nightmare. I swear, I think yeah, Chelsea should look to do that with Marcus Alonso. No cap. <laughs> Did <laughs> that only if he's put in the same positions as Timo? I'm telling you, he's putting away more. <laughs> Marcus Alonso. Yeah, yeah, dude. Marcus I think Marcus Alonso's eye for goals really un- underrated. Marcus Alonso is a baller, man. That guy he is. I, I don't know why you signed Chua. That 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 was a silly, a very silly listen. transfer. Nah, listen. I don't man. think. I don't think it's a silly transfer, like per se. I just think like they're two they're two left backs that offer something different. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're telling me like in the three at the back, but, it shouldn't be a question who starts. It should it should be Marcus. Like okay, maybe like is, you can you can say like it depends on the squad or the team that you're playing. You can be technical and say like maybe for even for this Liverpool game, he's like start chill because of defensive assignments and stuff. But in general, I think that's Marcus's position, you know. But like I get that. I get that Chill is a quality player. But now Chill is in the same bracket as Nathan Ake and Donny van der Beek for different reasons, but they're in the same bracket. And let me, let me just like finish my point. And my mm. point is that yes, he plays a lot more than the other two, but for that price tag, that's not a he gives you something different price tag. That's a, this is yeah. our mainstay starter for the immediate and long term future. Mm. So that's that's why I'm saying it's silly because yeah, of course Lester wouldn't have let him go for less than that, but you could have gotten. The Chilwell light to come off the bench for much cheaper. That's what I'm saying. And there probably is a guy in the youth team as well. Yeah, that's just my whole point. Like Nathan Ake said, you didn't have to spend 50 million on it. No, I agree. Like, I get, I get, I get where you're coming from. But um, I think, like you said, how some people stayed like in certain man's legacy in Jersey's legacy. Like we have to remember that Chilwell was bought under Frank. And yeah. under Frank, Marcus Alonso was not going to play a game. Yeah, they said us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, like, there's also that. So, I think, like, Tuchel then, like, you know, inherited the squad and he's now found, like, you know, new life for Marcus. And, like, I'm always saying this. If you're stuck between two, if you're stuck between those two, always, and Marcus is in form, you always pick Marcus. Like, if Marcus is playing like crap, take him out because he really does play like rubbish. But when he's in form, 
he's a he's a menace. He's a menace. Yeah, and that's the thing I always have with Marcos. Like every single time, I think he's in a three three at the back. So Demarcus is amazing. But then, like what Tawanda said, Marcos is one of those players. Like you can't invest your stocks too much, bro, because the dip. Is who comes soon? With the, it'll with come. The it'll come fast, bro. It'll it'll come exa- the day after he scored his hat trick. Exactly. So it's one of those players. Like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. I like Marcus. You know, I'm not his biggest fan, but I do appreciate what he brings to the team. I think in a three and a back, he he does suit. He does suit the squad. And even Tuku himself says that yeah, he he brings that height element. Our team is not that big, so True. he does bring that height element to defend the set pieces. So yeah, in certain games, I'd rather see Marcus over Chile. But I think long term, Chile is definitely the guy because yeah, Chile in some games where we play teams, opposition teams with a lot of pace, I definitely don't want to see Marcus because he'll get cooked compared to yeah, Chile. Yeah, because Marcus, quite... yeah, Ooh, like, exactly. Put put like that, I would I would start I would start Chile in all the finals. Yeah, f- fact. Because imagine <laughs> imagine Marcus versus Davies fam. Bro, that's another yeah. Shikari, man. Come on. It's <laughs> wait, so am I the only person left making a Shikari joke? Yeah, yeah and your, your joke better not bomb, bro. It better be a good joke. <laughs> nah, don't worry. I'll, I'll hold you guys down later on. Yeah, we've all dropped yeah. classics, bro. You're left. <laughs> instant <laughs> classics. You need an instant classic, bro. But yeah, um, look. Let's briefly talk about Liverpool Burnley. Comfortable win for the Reds. I forgot who the goal scorers. Oh, Mane. And who else scored for Liverpool? He's he's got a very good goal. I think wasn't it Diogo? It was yeah, um, yeah, it was Jota. Yeah, Jota. Thank you. Yeah, man. You see, guys, if a player's name is Diogo, just play him, bro. Diogo, Jota, (laughs) Diogo, Dalo. They have only take notes, please. I beg. That Portuguese connection, <laughs> you know already. But. So nah, man, they put it their thing. Comfortable win. Harvey Elliott getting his first dot, I think, for Liverpool in the Premier League. I'm not too sure on that one, but I think it is the correct fact. Yeah, I had a great Guys, game. It's Chelsea. It's Chelsea this season. It's Chelsea. Uh, no, you guys don't have to say it because if you say it, you'd be jinxing your club. Oh, I am not the- they can say. It. Yeah, but like you don't have to co-sign it, even though in your heart I know that you, you want it and you feel it. But if I say it, it's not jinxing. If you guys say it, it's jinxing. And I think that you guys are genuine title content, like genuine. I don't think Liverpool strike the fear of God in, in, in anyone anymore. Yeah, I agree. It's only City and Chelsea. United may be on the break. But United is not going to go to like Watford. Um, well, I don't even know who's at the bottom of the table who's in league this season. Arsenal, bro. Like, yeah, well, oh, yeah, <laughs> Arsenal. We're not, we're not going to go to the Emirates and these are the guys when they sit back. We're not going to be able to break them down. No, I hear that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying game by game, innit? Game by game. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, the league is in one game with one, bro. I was trying to tell people. And now yeah. people were talking crazy on that space and saying, no, nah, look what Ollie's done, man. But it's Leeds. <laughs> it's just Leeds. It's Leeds, fam. Like, ah, fam. This, uh, exactly the same way I say it's just Norwich, dude. Like, the, the league hasn't started yet. Yeah. We have to yeah. temper expectations, bro. 
Yeah, for real, so, man. Hundred. Everyone knows that the league starts after the first international break. That's when it gets real. Yeah, even when the Champions League and all the European competitions come in, bro. Yeah. That's when you start seeing. So yeah, no, nah, I'm back to my team. I think we can do something crazy this season, but yeah, just gonna take it game by game, man. Take it game by game, but yeah, Liverpool did their thing as well. Of course, um, just to finish off like the the Premier League and the footy section. Things scored an amazing bicycle kick. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Wait, so you're not going to talk about Mane's goal? No, we talked about it. Mane's goal. The, I, I, the I said it's a very good goal. Yeah, I think Mane is he's the best in the world. I said <laughs> the last time I was on you. He's the best in the world. Why are you laughing? Are you serious? Chris, what are you laughing are you for? Serious? I'm being serious. <laughs> I don't do ifs, buts, or maybes. I do absolutes. Oh, that guy! I like, dude. You know what? Like, <laughs> I think, yeah. like, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to the media representative on on football talk. <laughs> That's how we're gonna release the episode, right there. Yeah, you no. have to, bro. You have to. No, we're putting that one in. Definitely putting that one. But in. like, the next part that he says is so politically incorrect. I don't <laughs> think because he's yeah. when when was it? That was like 2016. Even even for that time, it was so. There is not politically. There is not politically correct. He's like he says. What he say? He says if your aunt had balls, then she's your uncle. But she doesn't, so she isn't. You see what I'm saying? And the interviewer says, "No, really, not really." But I love the way he's saying. But I love the way you like, say it. <laughs> but I don't know what point he was trying to make. It was just like it was just a mess. He just doesn't know what he's saying. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. it was camera fever. No, I think it was Sadio Mane fever, bro. You know, when, <laughs> when your team just plays well. Yeah, you'll say anything. Like, have you seen have you seen that video of that uh, of that old United fan when he's talking about Wan Bissaka and he starts crying because he was like he wins the ball so well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my days. (laughs) Ah, that one is a classic for me, bro. It's like I've never, you know, I've always seen people getting happy about like offensive before. I've never seen someone that happy about defense, dude. Nah, you're lying. Every time I see a nice tackle, what do I say? <laughs> NC. Exactly. Paul Ince, man, my guy. <laughs> oh, wait, Bro. quickly. Can I ask you guys? Did you guys see how Bruno and Ali were complaining about the tackles in that? Yeah, I was like, like as we were talking, I literally watched um, the whole Southampton goal and how Bruno like just got bullied. I he got I don't caught in possession, bro. He, he can't. He got just, caught in possession. He can't, more. Yeah, he can't take. He's not accountable. That's why I don't like. He's not accountable. He doesn't hold himself accountable. And I don't know, man. I I, I kind of like that game. Those are my those are my type of games. Those are games I like. Obviously. We want to see like the tactical news. We now we want to see like all the technical brilliance and all that stuff. But we also want to see like Oaks going into 50-50. And I'm not saying that Oaks have to be slight, but like there has to be a certain intensity that just makes the game, you know, interesting. No one wants to see three passes or seven passes between the center backs. So that's that's like boring, bro. Like, yeah, I think we should, yeah. Like I'm not saying like bring back bring back the '90s, uh, but yeah, like what you said, man. I think we should let quote unquote let the game flow. Yeah, 
Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully the Southampton game is sets is setting a precedent for our referees are going to officiate the season because we need that. Mm. Um, especially with fans in the crowd, players are going to be a little less composed in challenges. You just need to like feel out the atmosphere of the game and just let players play. Because at the end of the game, when we were playing, when they were playing like in schoolyards and back, you know, you just just keep playing. I'm not yeah. saying like let like let like really bad challenges go unpunished. But I'm saying exactly like that, like that, like that um, thing that I use the item. That's definitely a red. But like other things, just let the game flow. No, for real. I was actually about to touch up on that, but thank you for bringing up the referee thing. I think yeah, the referees have actually started off the season very well. So. Shout out to them. Okay, shout out. So, yeah, man, I think we've covered everything. I, I was saying everything you, uh, off notes. Yeah, everything. Off All the other games are quite boring. I was, but shout out to Ings. Did you guys see the bicycle kick? That was crazy. Ings is just class. Tom, uh, remember what Tabo said when when other Oaks were coming for his pro club spot. He said, mm. "Form is temporary, class is class is permanent." And that's Danny Ings for you, M- Mister. Instagram, aka Mr. Ball in the back of the net, aka Mads is top goal scorer at the end of this season. Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. These guys are plugging in their what is it, pro clubs thing. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but honestly, like, yeah, I think the the form that things have started with, I hope it's not a team Pookie thing, but like, I think with the club that he has. It's just going to take some time. And then, like, he's going to be in the full swing of things. I don't think this is his final form in by, like, any means. Like, we haven't had... I, I don't think... Leon Bailey hasn't played a game yet, yeah? Mm, um, not too sure. I don't think so. Yeah, so, like, you know, with stuff like that, I think there's still a lot to see from, from Danny. Like, I think this is definitely not the end. Wendy has been quiet, but I feel like, you know, the more he gets into the game, the more it's going to be good for, like, not only Ings, but, like, the whole Aston Villa team. Had a shaky start, but now it seems like they understand the assignment somewhat. Yeah, agreed, bro. Agreed, agreed. Man, yeah, that wraps up the, the Premier League section. I think we've covered literally everything. And, yeah, just uh, some other news Say at least some things that happened in the past week. I mean, yeah, people were the Diamond League was going on, and yeah, man, um, Shikari, who unfortunately Shikari last place. <laughs> there we go. I didn't even feel you hadn't let me land, bro. And yet, <laughs> <laughs> nah, just in case you stole it from me, bro, I had to go. I wasn't even thinking, let me land. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it, but um, yeah, man. Of course, there was all that whole thing of uh, getting out and beaten is quite a, a nice way of saying it. But yeah, man, um, she didn't do too great in hundred meters. But shout out to the to the Jamaican ladies, man, my favorites. Um, they they came out top once again and they did their thing. But yeah, man, I want to get you guys thoughts opinions on that. Like, of course, yeah, she. she Shakari didn't do too great. She she came last, but like the interview afterwards where she was now going on and on about how, yeah, I'm going to come back and whatnot and all this and all that. 
and then you get the Shelly and raise the price, the, the priceless moment, no pun intended. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk goes, about the back. We, we don't talk about the back. And then she goes and smiles at the camera. Like, well, what, what are you guys' initial thoughts on that? Because we had the memes, man. They were funny. No, like, I think, yeah, it's, nah, it's, it's, it's fun, like, you know, to see people, like, competitively jab at each other. I hadn't seen that at Athletics. I thought it was, like, I, I didn't think that they do that. But, yeah, like, it's, it's fun to see that, you know, like, everyone's human. Everyone's going to take a little jab here and there. I hear that. I hear that. And GT, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts, bro? Oh, man, it is what it is, dog. Everything's already <laughs> been said on Twitter. Every angle of it has been covered. We, we know what it is, bro. It's just people have a lot of pent-up frustrations towards American athletes, as they should. And especially American citizens for the way that they sort of ordain themselves the mightiest human beings in every facet of society. And uh, it's just come up and I think it's it bound to happen. It's just one of those ones. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that, bro. I mean, yeah, guys, ladies and gentlemen, more of the story is chat shit, you get banged. That's it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because I talk, guys, make sure you you back your talk, man. But yeah, man, now nah, I hope she bounces back on a real tour. Like, I know the memes and all that are funny, and yeah, the, the banter and whatnot. But yeah, I do hope she bounces back, man, and a lesson is learned here. So yeah, man, I think that brings an end to our, our show today, full of, I mean, full of many one liners. Um, yeah, man, just I, I definitely enjoyed this one a lot. <laughs> But um, thank you so yeah, much. I think all three of us did. Yeah, man, it was it was it was a nice EP. So yeah, um, thank you so much to everyone who's who's gotten this far, guys. We do appreciate y'all. Make sure you join our FPL. Um, I don't know. I haven't. Tanda should be the one telling me what the rankings are saying. So uh, uh, that that I can actually check right now. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, Let's just see. give just give a shout out to whoever's top five. Yeah, just give a shout out. Top five. Ah, so yeah. definitely me. <laughs> Look at this, I'm shameless. Good. You're so shameless. <laughs> My team is struggling, bro. I only, you know what? I got 71 points, which is above the average of 56. So that means I did well. But yeah. um, top five. Uh, Sadio Sala FC managed by Cabello Chimangu. This guy's got 197 points. When game week two, bro. How are you in 197 points? The second second position, I am not gonna say this team name. And when I say the name of the manager, you you guys will understand. Second is Kitune Abayomi. <laughs> oh yeah, don't say that name, bro. That's I'm not gonna say that name on. <laughs> but he's got 187 points. Then third has got 172. Four, fourth has 165. And Goni Muzamindo in fifth place with 164 there you have it guys that's the top five game week two Goni the legend the man the myth the I know legend. no one asked but that is 40 yeah we don't care we don't out we don't of 62 care. people don't yeah, care don't it's your little yourself. brother's last place bro we don't look at the back <laughs> <laughs> damn that came and bit me back fast really quickly man uh, yeah, that homicide anyway <laughs> Oh yeah, we yeah, it is what it is, guys. But yeah, there's the top five guys. Congratulations to those who are sticking it up. 
in the first few game weeks. I'm doing a thing, man. But yeah, this has been a great EP, guys. Thank you so much for listening once again. We will catch you guys in a bit. But until then, we'll see y'all. Take care.